0: I'm Maddie.
1: I'm Ryan.
0: And this is the Mutant Ages, a show where we're watching X-Men the animated series. even we are... though it's bad. It's I was bad. I to
1: say now. we are thrilled <laughs> to be here. Oh we're my so God.
0: thrilled to talk to you about another episode of
1: uh, Beyond Good show. and Evil.
0: Oh, okay. Anyway, this is the Mutant Ages. Back when we were young, we
1: season four everyone we're season season four of x-men the animated series and holy shit balls it is like what happened like honestly know. what happened like the first three seasons were so strong and it's not that like, this season is even bad per se it's just like the quality definitely dropped and maybe they knew they were getting canceled so they were given less but it's they the were probably opposite
0: getting- of that they didn't know whether they were going to get renewed or not i think it's like they just don't care anymore. I can't explain this because this or is, they ran this out of is,
1: material. I don't know.
0: This is the third part of a four part episode that should never have been four parts. Like it's got maybe one episode's worth of content in it. Maybe two. maybe, But maybe. they're like clearly dragging it out into four parts for really no reason. And actually I would say, actually I would say I feel like most of what, Happens in these episodes basically Already kind of happened in the one man's worth Two-parter like it's the yes, same Shit it's again. the same
1: fucking I mean Okay first the first part of this Four-parter involved them doing Entire like flashback scene to, to The previous episodes. two episodes I know Where they just showed them for like Five minutes straight and right. I was like is this Gonna fucking end at some point Like,
0: it's like I mean basically it's like <laughs> Previously on the X-Men I guess but basically These four episodes are a time travel story with about every the character, with every single character who's ever appeared on the show, every villain. All under Apocalypse Who is our least favorite villain And he's the one organizing all the other villains In the middle of a time stream Area portal In the middle of nothingness In order to Psychics? question mark Yeah so he's kidnapping a bunch of psychics So he starts with Jean Grey Kidnaps her right after she finally gets married to Cyclops Everybody's upset about that Mr. (laughs) Sinister (laughs) Wait which
1: part are they upset about They're upset about her being being kidnapped kidnapped, Or her being married to Cyclops well, a second Wolverine's time.
0: Well, upset about that, which is I fair. don't know.
1: Nobody seemed pretty excited about that, would he? R- R- Rogue was all like, I wish I could marry I'm, someone. I'm,
0: just, I'm alone all the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Logan's like jerking off to himself be like, neither of them are with me. i like... Fucking Jubilee had to kick everybody out. Storm was the only cordial one. Beast sat in the corner fucking quoting poetry to no one. Uh, <laughs> wait, who else am I missing? Gambit wasn't even fucking there, I think? Like, where okay, was he? We were in
0: this episode, randomly rogue, and also Gambit are just back again, which I did appreciate. I was like, I'm glad they're there, but they like. <laughs> they barely wasn't explaining get to why they anything. weren't there. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. So, meanwhile, Bishop and Cable are characters who matter as well because their time traveling around cable gets a lot of great moments in this episode he might be the only reason to watch watch this episode
1: episode. i know it's a lot okay so this version of cable though is very different from the previous version where cable's like a total fucking badass in those other episodes and this one he still has that (laughs) badass imagery but suddenly he's like falling down and tripping and like just screaming and, like, and walking into Walls I know it's It's just like it's what. funny
0: though because it's like This is a version of Cable where like a couple More decades have gone by with him and Like he's clearly just lost it at this point Like I
1: think this is actually accurate to his character He's
0: kind of pulling a Warren Worthington where like he's gotten So obsessed with stopping apocalypse that it's like Taken over his entire life and he's Just like can't focus on anything else Oh
1: right uh, speaking of which Warren Worthington Is also here and right. he's like apparently overall Is bullshit I mean
0: he is and he is it. there's a
1: line in here later where they're like warren it's not time for a revenge fest right now and he's like no it i'm it over that shit
0: is. i mean and we're
1: like okay I but that-
0: i don't really buy it like warren I is kind of like guys i'm fine and everybody's like warren you were like freaking also out five where's morph where is morph morph is just <laughs> not around morph left the wedding after jubilee told him to and he went home and he's just hanging out with like jerking off by himself
1: know. where he's like logan's not here what do i do oh, is essentially
0: off. no longer a character on this I show I mean, you,
1: oh my god do you think morph morphs into logan when he's alone and just jerks off like looking in the mirror
0: god tragic i mean I isn't hope that not. awful and then he has to like have a whole therapy session with moira about the fact that that's like the only way he can get off at this point i mean what would really be sad would be if he turned into mr sinister and that was the only way he could get off
1: that anyway. would be. I mean, he wouldn't need to do that. He would just call Mr. Sinister. Mr. Sinister would gladly no, show up Martha. with a whip
0: be terrified of mr sinister who sadly isn't in this episode by the way whatever. i mean wouldn't you
1: want to fuck mr sinister probably not it seems no, like i mean
0: i wouldn't because he would kill me also, i'm like... not into that okay
1: <laughs> i know that could be somebody's kink and that's totally fine so anyway whatever anyway i don't know how not... we got here
0: we have talked about previously on many many times at this point i would say just go back and listen to the previous two episodes of this podcast because it's easier than trying to explain what the fuck happened in the previous two episodes, which actually wasn't much. Isn't but,
1: this just Apocalypse having an existential crisis where he's like, I've killed too many people and for some reason that brings me no joy. And everyone's like, yeah, no shit, dude. Like, but it's still so not
0: stopping him from continuing. So No, anyway, now he's just
1: time traveling. It's still doing it, so whatever.
0: At the beginning of this episode, we get Bishop. to see Bishop. He's on Rainbow Road, which is what we're calling this weird time stream area where people who are like lost in time travel get stuck. So Bishop is stuck there and he's stuck there with this guy, Bender, who is another character in disguise but that's not revealed till later and basically it's just uh, we don't know when apparently the very matter. end is
1: He's basically freakazoid. I, yeah, that's the best way I can describe him. His whole purpose him.
0: is being annoying and kind of delivering exposition to Bishop, who's lost in the time stream.
1: I just really hope Bishop beats the shit out of that dude. Like, I Jesus.
0: Happened tell happened a couple me- times. They've gotten into altercations, but it hasn't really gone anywhere. But
1: like, Bishop could just beat him up and shut him the fuck up. That guy is so annoying. I don't <laughs> I'm think I'm he sorry. can,
0: because it's like, they're stuck in the time stream, so I don't think either of them can actually get hurt or die. So they're just like in this weird purgatory together where Bishop is just hanging. Out with this annoying guy and can't escape forever. So I mean that sounds that awful. Scene. They yeah. have some lines they say to each other, but it's nothing helpful. It's just Bender saying that a great being is threatening time itself, and that's why the world is shaking. Whatever. Is that his name? Fine. Is Bender?
1: You keep seeing Bender, and that's I keep what thinking his name
0: is. I keep really? thinking Futurama too. Me too. But I, okay, I was it's like Bender Bender's from Futurama. Name? It's just that's his fucking name, but this character doesn't matter. So you can. I think it would be funny
1: if it was Bender from Futurama hanging out with Bishop in the middle of time. But you know that version like that of Bender would, would just make be
0: about as much sense as what we do have.
1: But- that's probably true um yeah so so, but then they like look at like one of the tv screens that uh, mm -hmm. pops up in time because that's a thing they're like portals that they can't walk through basically but they can look into them
0: and the portals are showing different events from time and so for now what we see is this shot of apocalypse reaching his hands into this control panel somewhere but we don't know what that means and we still don't actually know what it means at the end of the episode but it does kind of come full circle and then we see a different screen that has cable and his son tyler climbing up some rocks
1: and, and we're like, oh, here we go. Okay, but fucking Bender's that- like... I don't know doesn't he say something like as Bishop says like is that happening right now and fucking Bender's like it can be it should be would be maybe can't be, be, can be ha ha and I was like I don't know what you're saying or yeah, why I care like I you're just either.
0: I mean it's basically just a continuation of the fact that apparently Bishop and Bender can watch what's happening yeah. on these screens but can't <laughs> fucking do anything I
1: mean honestly wouldn't you love to have the ability to just watch anybody you knew during any point in time that's actually very creepy Now instead of said that out loud I you're realized like, how no, I fucking creepy that, that I don't want that it also I sounds don't want terrible
0: that. i mean bishop is basically like powerless to witness all of these events happening so like it actually is pretty bad but anyway that's not really what the episode's about so right. then we go over to tyler and cable and where they are right now is in cairo egypt in 3999 ad and yeah. Remember how Cable had said in the previous episode that they were going to break into this government facility that had access to a time machine. So that's what they're doing here. Not that they remind us of that. I just had to remember it on my own.
1: I'm glad you did, because I didn't remember why they were breaking in. I don't remember them even they saying that in the previous us. episode. Instead,
0: this is just like a five-minute scene of them fighting a bunch of robots. And I mean, honestly, like, can we, we
1: can literally just skip over almost all of that, because it's them just fighting robots. And It like,
0: is. And then like they briefly like lose contact with one another and cable thinks tyler's dead for a second and then it turns <laughs> out tyler isn't dead and cable's like okay oh, wait, wait, but there's back. like
1: okay but there's that moment where cable just screams tyler are you all right behind a rock he says it softly to himself but tyler's not there and so like cable's eye glows and he gets like this weird crazy like telescope vision <laughs> where he can see through walls and shit and i was like What's happening? And it yeah. zooms in, and he like sees fucking Tyler, and he's like, oh, okay. And then there's like more fucking explosions, and the fortress is revealed because I guess somebody brought down the uh,
0: yeah. So the like shield. all of the other characters, like all the the other characters that Cable and Tyler were hanging out with, whose names I forget now, nobody were even cares. Trying to take down, they were trying to open up some sort of dome that the time machine is inside <laughs> of. I don't and know somehow they managed to open the dome because they have to fight robots to do it, and then Cable runs over to the dome and he gets in there and then he shouts that the dome is gray malkin which is like the name of the space station that we actually talked about in that episode a billion years right. ago it's where i talked cable about the ship. history of cable's cube and cable's right. ai powers and the ship so like right i don't the know great, well the why... gray malkin is a huge
1: part of like the comic books. because cable just basically procures the gray malkin and then
0: and then uh, basically
1: it. He pilots it around space and in the comics, they like landed it in San Francisco for a little while and they like built a school on top of there. You know, they do all sorts of weird shit. with the Gray So basically, it
0: turns out that this government time machine is Gray Malkin. Not that they explain what Gray Malkin is. Wait, is that what it is? I didn't even
1: realize that. I don't well, Because oh, then maybe. what
0: happens is Cable runs through the hallways like screaming Gray Mulkin," which again, the episode doesn't explain what that is or what he's even screaming. So you would have no way Wait, of and, knowing.
1: It, the only thing that you would think is that maybe they meant the address of Xavier's school, which is Gray Malkin Lane.
0: I don't think So, because what he shouts is Gray Malkin, I hope you kept your battery charged. That's his line. So, whatever. So then he runs up to this other ship within the dome that looks like it's shaped like a Metroid, but it's a ship. And he gets to the Gray Malkin. Air, and then there's like a bunch of dates on the screen that are like counting backwards and that was around what i remembered like oh right he was supposed to be stealing a time machine like up until that point i was like i don't know what the fuck is going on but then yeah I realized I. he was time traveling and then suddenly the screen says guidance failure And Cable gets stuck somewhere and screams, what's happening? Which is when I wrote, same, Cable. Same. (laughs) Because I was so confused. So then Apocalypse just randomly is in a scene where he's talking. And he's like, you yearn to destroy my resting place at its inception. A wise strategy. And I wrote, is it? Because I have no idea what the strategy is. But okay.
1: Uh, So, okay. So I we skipped a part here yes but we skipped a part that is actually important where in which cable and tyler are separated and tyler right. screams dad get out of here and cable is like i'll be back for you by the way that like two feet away he could have described him but whatever
0: yeah but he has to time travel alone to find apocalypse that's what right he's trying something to like do. that
1: and then it shoots to Apocalypse talking at the fucking wall.
0: Yeah, to no one. I guess Apocalypse can tell somehow that Cable is traveling through time and is like, addressing him and being like, hey, I can see what you're doing and your plan's not going to work. Right. And then he stops Cable's ship from getting all the way to him and instead deposits Cable in 1995 in front of the X-Mansion.
1: Right, and also, okay, so there's also, when it's going through the time-traveling bullshit. It's like a total fucking acid trip, it by is. the way.
0: It is, yeah. It's like a bunch <laughs> of colors, and you, like, see the Metroid ship, like, flashing green a million times. I,
1: should I be fucked up watching this? I don't know, like. Honestly,
0: all four of these episodes, you should just uh, get Probably. Well, no, I'm actually, I don't, don't know about
1: that. that. Like, there's really, I don't recommend that because it's like, it doesn't make it more paying. enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't have that issue. <laughs> okay. I uh, do
0: sometimes, but well, it depends but, yeah. Depends on how you react to these That's things. That's true,
1: but so then the Grey Malkin casually lands in Xavier's front world, right? And, like, wolverine xavier and storm are just sitting in the war room and then the whole place starts shaking and they're like flying around and like they're just like they literally are like what the fuck is happening and they run out to the great Vulcan.
0: and cable lands and cable says what (laughs) am i doing here
1: it made me laugh so hard and xavier's Xavier's like like, i was about to ask you the same thing (laughs) so then they go back to the war room and fucking cable's like i don't care about physics and time jolts I care about apocalypse and he's like screaming and, okay, and there's can... like
0: this brief cutaway to Logan who clenches his fist and opens his mouth and then it cuts to Xavier being like <laughs> I didn't see that <laughs> okay it's so funny because it's like Logan is so mad and he's like about to respond to it but then Xavier interrupts him which I just thought was like a really funny animation choice That's and Xavier really funny. just goes apocalypse was involved in at least one of the kidnappings my uh. guess is that our interests coincide and Cable literally goes you're boring me which i laughed really hard at that is
1: really <laughs> funny
0: and he goes if you want to help me nail him get your team together and let's get started and then there's a cutaway to beast and shard who are looking at a computer model of like time travel shit and beast is basically like a powerful force traveling through time is probably what intercepted bishop and threw him off course and shard is like that's just a theory you don't have any proof and beast I, i'm is like "Why like, did like...
1: shard instantly reject that i don't
0: know and beast is like the computer says it we don't have any other fucking ideas, so, like, why are you... Are
1: I know, you Beast is just kind of, like, mildly annoyed, but it's Beast, so he kind of just, like... He's,
0: like, super he polite about He fixes his it.
1: glasses for a second, and then is like, what? uh... <laughs> Like basically, Beast is one of those characters when somebody super fucking annoys him. He's like, "Hold, hold on, bitch!" And he takes off his glasses and he like takes <laughs> he, like, out the lens cleaner. Them. He yeah. wipes he wipes it down, puts it back on. He's like, "Okay, let me explain to this why you're a complete idiot." And yeah. like that's who Beast is. It's so- amazing.
0: So he basically does that with Shard, and then meanwhile, over to fucking Sabretooth in the fuck prison
1: so, with like- so, with Cyclops <laughs> and Archangel, who is it? Literally is the fuck prison. Sabretooth is dressed okay. up like he's fucking Hannibal Lecter, by the way. I don't know
0: why but but the X-Men have put like a Hannibal Lecter mask gimp Ask mask onto Sabretooth like tied him to a chair Cyclops yeah. is like sexually interrogating him <laughs> and being like you're too stupid Stupid to plan any real Plans what are you doing and Sabretooth... Who do you
1: work for And Sabretooth is like suck rocks Pretty boy
0: <laughs> which is what I Immediately interpreted as suck on my Balls pretty boy yeah me
1: too but then it's interrupted Because Wolverine hears this he's like oh somebody's fucking Sabretooth without me better get in on this shit Yeah so, so like
0: Logan busts through the door And he's like hey the professor needs you And Cyclops is like sure fuck this And, and walks out with <laughs> and Warren then... And then Logan like dramatically sets Sabretooth free <laughs> <laughs> Slams the door shut and says, "Okay, hairball, that let's talk." And then they just fuck immediately. I guess. I mean,
1: that's what I assumed happened. It's like as soon as he got Cyclops out of the room, he like he, shuts like, the door, locks he it, and he, like wiggles to- his eyebrows. It's like, "Hey, Sabertooth, I know. Let's how to get, get you, you, fuck you to fuck." <laughs> I know. It's like, okay. And it's so Sabretooth immediately jumps sexual... out of the chairs. Yeah. I know. And it's like, they just blatantly <laughs> fuck. Uh, meanwhile, it goes back to the war room while looking at the Sabretooth, are fucking. And yeah. Cable explains that in the future, they discover that there's this thing called the Lazarus Pit in some pyramid, which Apocalypse is using to keep himself alive and heal himself. So we've discovered these are not actually immortal. This, like, Lazarus Pit. That is not Rachel Ghoul's Lazarus Pit is giving no, it's, him it's like the same Marvel powers. It's a
0: comics, Lazarus Pit. So it's actually, you know, Lazarus I don't even know who came
1: first on that. I don't <laughs> know. It was <laughs> probably Rachel Gould. I think he's an older character. It's probably
0: like mythology, you know? Like, it's I mean, probably like not either too. one of them. Anyway. Well, I
1: meant in terms of like competition oh, sure, between sure. these two comic book companies. Of uh, course. Um, uh, so wait, so then okay, wait, Warren, so this is really funny. So Cable says that, and then yeah. Word all of a sudden is like, wait, that's what all those high <laughs> me meant? And it's like, yeah, Warren's dude. just been collecting shit and looking at it and just seeing what he wants to hear, and well, then says that's like what it is.
0: Funny slash sad to me that Warren hasn't been able to figure this out despite researching. Well, didn't he it? have
1: all these fucking people that were like teaching him how to do it, including somebody who was like dressed up, it was not apocalypse shapeshifting at one point as yeah, one of apocalypse his people, just
0: like pretending to be a person who's like a hieroglyphic expert, was, like pretending
1: to help him. Just, like, oh my god,
0: fucking with Warren for like years, and for some reason Warren is still like, <laughs> wow, I can't believe I couldn't figure it out. I don't know. It's kind of tragic but it's also funny and so then it cable is. is like I destroyed the chamber in my time in 39.99, but before I did Apocalypse grabbed my time travel device now he can just return to any time before the chamber was destroyed to rejuvenate himself I'm going back to when the pyramid was first built to get rid of it then which at oh, this that's... point I was like is that what happened in that episode that we didn't understand because oh, I mean, maybe. none of that was clear at all like, maybe you're probably on to something explained like all we saw was Apocalypse <laughs> stealing the cube and that That's it. But I was like, okay, good to know, I guess.
1: Two (laughs) episodes later, and uh, so then
0: Warren is like, Great, I'm gonna come with you. And Cyclops is like, excuse me, what about Sinister, my boyfriend? And Cable's and like, the missing oh, Gene, I have to rescue my son. And then Cyclops is like, there's more to this than just him, which is very hypocritical since he's been obsessed with Gene the whole fucking time. I know.
1: Logan just walks in and he goes, Nope, I fucked Sabretooth so hard that he admitted to all of it.
0: And he's dragging Sabretooth's body on the ground and like flops right. it down in front of everyone and is like, here's Sabretooth Paper tooth tired from fucking me and finally giving me all the information I need.
1: I know, but then he's like, "If you want more info, go into said." Which Xavier's like. I never go into the minds of others without people's Which, consent. Why
0: are we still pretending that fucking matters? I don't
1: know. Like, he's done it like 55 times in like this season alone. So stop fucking lying, steps Xavier. And then Cable
0: is like, I don't know why the fuck we're pretending that matters. Just go ahead and get the info out of him. And Xavier's like, and Xavier's okay. It,
1: I know. <laughs> Xavier's like, okay, if you tell me to, not that I ever wanted to do this. <laughs> this is like, you know, whatever. Thanks, Xavier. So he
0: immediately goes into Sabretooth's mind and sees Sinister in a bunch of like swirling clocks and Beast is like okay what the fuck did you see and Xavier is like portals clocks time related images Apocalypse seems bent on mastering time itself and has persuaded some of those powerful mutants on earth to help him and Cable's like if we destroy that stupid pyramid then none of this even matters <laughs> and Cyclops is like Shard you Rogue and Jubilee stay here in case Cable's theory proves wrong Wait, Which, but I love how he says like,
1: you Rogue and Jubilee Jubilee's not even the room they just
0: suddenly animate Rogue and Jubilee like into the room like for that line to be delivered like in the background there's just suddenly like penciled into the background it's like what <laughs> I
1: didn't even know Rogue and Jubilee were fucking we're there. there I know
0: yeah and then Shard is pissed off and she's like why can't I go and Xavier's like if we fail your ability to travel through time maybe your brother's last hope and Warren is like I'm also going and Xavier's like you are not going <laughs> there's no room on this mission for vengeance and Logan's like I don't know revenge can sure help you focus and Warren's like not for me anymore i know what's at stake now which is like no you don't but fine so then um oh,
1: so then all the x-men bore the gray malkin right everybody they go gets back to on there. there
0: and they all time travel to this pyramid i don't know why gambit got to go and rogue didn't i just like wrote that down i was like i don't know why but fine I mean, I,
1: it might have been one of those situations where they the writers were like if rogue goes this like this if doesn't even s-
0: work yeah
1: yeah it's like they she'll just kill all of them in two seconds and be done with it i knew mean, ain't honestly
0: yeah it's true and also we haven't seen gambit do that much stuff in a while so they probably just wanted a cool fight scene with him and he does get to have some cool moments throwing that's cards. true
1: but first we get this really ridiculously where apocalypse is still talking to the wall okay and then mystique just fucking walks over she like <laughs> sultry walks over and she's just like she's like what's hey. even happening apocalypse And Apocalypse is like, the end game has just begun. And I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, what end game? What's your end game?
0: The result... I mean, we kind of find out what their stupid plan is, part of the stupid plan by the end of the episode. Well, I mean, this
1: particular piece but sure i don't know we'll find out later that's what
0: they're talking about so So meanwhile
1: we go back to the gray and we get logan getting air sick in the plane which is (laughs) funny to me because i suddenly realized where x-men one pulled that from and it was right here because it's come from nowhere on the comic books and i've been literally trying to figure out for like 20 fucking years why everything
0: in every x-men live action movie is from this show because like the x-men
1: fox films like really hyped up that logan didn't like flying and i was like but like I remember Wolverine in the comics and even on the show jumping out of planes and shit without second guessing it so what what it's because they watched this scene and they were like oh wolverine's scared to fly I guess but that's not even what he says he's just he like i'm getting air so he's like
0: don't serve lunch on this flight that's it that's yeah. all he says and it's just yeah, funny. pretty much but also i i mean i told you this but i have a theory that the x-men apocalypse movie was based entirely on this four-part um, episode yeah i know i
1: agree and because, it's it's very of obvious reasons
0: that are revealed later but like basically the whole fucking magneto plotline and xavier getting kidnapped because he's a psychic like all of that shit is in that movie like that must have been what they were basing it on Anyway, oh I know Meanwhile back to fucking Bishop for two seconds Bishop nearly gets run over by the time travel ship And he just goes Hey watch it billions of miles of space And people still can't drive And then I mean just honestly
1: true I agree with Bishop away. here and, like, I mean we live in Massachusetts And trust me I spend like half my day screaming out the window Because people can't fucking drive here okay, So I feel Ryan, you Bishop You
0: don't live on Rainbow Road And you aren't getting run over by a time travel ship So, so like, okay I'm just gonna
1: back up seen? What you just fucking said there <laughs> if, you, if we run on Rainbow Road and this is Marvel Mario Kart, you would absolutely be getting rid of it because okay, nobody could fucking right. drive on Rainbow. People are jumping off the top of Rainbow Road and landing on a different part. Alright, that was too nerdy. I'm gonna let it go. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Back
0: to Cairo, Egypt, except this time it's at 1200 BC. The ship yeah. flies in and it lands on a cliffside. Xavier tells Storm and Archangel to go scout whether the pyramid's guarded or not and then Xavier yeah. and Cable and Beast and Logan like very slowly follow on foot because they can't fly. Yep. And so Storm and Warren land and Storm says that it's beautiful and talks about how she used to live in Cairo and she's
1: like, I actually my parents loved this scene loved this a little land.
0: bit. And though my life was hard after they were gone, I loved it too. And yep. then she's like, the pyramid appears to be unguarded. Bring the others up while I make sure. I feel like
1: Storm is the only competent has, character on this entire show. She
0: is the only. Uh, competent I mean, I character. really do
1: feel that way. I mean, no, there's Beast. Beast is pretty competent too. He is too, pretty but, like,
0: competent, but he's kind of like a Xavier apologist. Whereas Storm, I feel like regularly questions Xavier in ways that are very satisfying to me. So I, I still agree. Storm best. is
1: like my favorite. I think Storm might be my favorite character on this show, which is funny to say because I love Wolverine. I really do. He's like, pretty Rogue enjoyable. And Storm, but Rogan Storm are so good on this show. Like. The They're really good. good. They're amazing. It's why
0: Rogue can't be in this episode because she's too good. Anyway, also
1: Gambit's pretty good they do a good job of making him like in a super morally gray area so it's
0: almost like this show is good and when people actually get to deliver lines, I enjoy them but most Me of too. this episode was just Cable fighting a robot so whatever well
1: okay well that's true and then now Storm's like we need a slight distraction she summons like a fucking hurricane of like tornadoes
0: storm basically and yeah. so sh- that's great and so then Cyclops is like talking he's to Cable he's like okay this is
1: like this shit's going on in the background there's like tornadoes and sandstorms everywhere and Scott's and like this like- seems like a good <laughs> time to like have a heart to heart to Cable and it's yeah. like is it this though? is not the time Cyclops why it's are you like, so socially awkward Jesus I don't know,
0: but Scott is just like I just wanted to say I'm sorry about your son I know what it's like to lose someone you love and Cable's like I haven't lost him yet and just pulls out a huge gun which is really funny I enjoyed yeah. Cable in this episode a
1: lot I did too and then fucking Scott's like Xavier do you have any more info on why like Apocalypse is collecting this wait what's really funny is that I wrote down do you have any more info on why Xavier is collecting psychics which is wrong but also like something he would do so I like how I accidentally wrote that yeah uh, and so
0: then Cable interrupts to say who cares he's pure evil which is yeah, funny yeah seriously
1: and then Beast has like a fucking like two minute monologue and I didn't I write any of it down I don't care I was just like Beast there's fucking like tornadoes this is not the time what the
0: Beast, fuck? Is like, Beast is like going into this weird existential thing where he's like if a is pure evil, then that means we won't be able to destroy him because you can't destroy evil itself. And the conflict between good and evil is oh part of the Oh my god, of the shut universe. the fuck up, Beast! And I was like, Beast, this isn't your fucking philosophy lecture. Like, we just travel back in time to stop this guy from killing a ton of people. <laughs> and you're like, busy being like, I don't know. I feel like somebody else evil will just rise up to replace him. And it's like, yeah, sure, dude. But we're going to try to prevent it anyway. So anyway, Cable is like, I'll worry about that shit later. And he just walks away. And like okay, walks but up also to the pyramid.
1: they go over to the pyramid which is not a pyramid. It. Okay, the pyramid by the way is just like castle grey skull. Like yeah. it's just like a carbon copy of that and they're like, "Here's the pyramid." I'm like, "What part of this looks like a pyramid?" There's like literally a skull on the front. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, so, so the
0: skull opens and the four horsemen of the apocalypse just fucking fly out. <laughs> we don't know who they are. They're, they're just
1: new horsemen. Yeah, these they're are nameless. Ones who are
0: old. They're like death, pestilence. Like they're just named as the horsemen at least in the Wikipedia. Yeah, and Warren's
1: standing there and he's dramatically he's like, "The four horse and then he like falls down a little bit. I'm like, oh my god.
0: And then there's a really long fight scene, which oh I like my tried god. to write I just down, I, the but only just note got that bored. I wrote that.
1: I got I you know I only wrote was that Beast tries to that Beast thinks that he can fight people by throwing rocks at their faces and I was like thanks Beast you <laughs> yeah, know he, like
0: throwing rocks at also, metal horses Storm
1: isn't doing anything she just immediately gets wiped out and I was like I didn't understand what happened but she was on the ground and I was like that's what
0: yeah I was really stupid another but situation that Warren has where that
1: fucking, wait Warren has that line where he's like there's no use fighting me I had your job once and I was like
0: it, but it's also like no you didn't not yet not in this timeline dude also
1: was was he fighting or I don't know if he was I Probably. don't either. Anyway, it
0: doesn't matter. So then oh, wait, cloths- but then
1: fucking Gambit is there. I wrote that down. Gambit, yeah, I forgot like just he was there. Cards He's in the, the background. background with no lines throwing hard cards. And I was like, what? And then he does like 55 black flips, like maybe 90, and then he gets shot. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, I'm glad that we brought Gabby here and not Rogue. Great. Yeah, I
0: know, right? So then Xavier, Cable, and Wolverine and Beast run <laughs> into the pyramid, and they're like, the rest of you guys can handle it, which, like, to be fair, Storm can, at least. So I just assume Storm is fighting all the horsemen by herself. That's what she's doing for this entire episode. So Logan walks down the hallway he tells everybody to stop, and he's, like, sniffing around, and he's like, that smells like fresh tree sap. And Cable goes, I know where all the booby traps are, and he walks But then he immediately it.
1: falls into a hole, and I was like, it's Cable. It's so
0: funny that Though.
1: It was it made me laugh really fucking hard. I yeah, enjoyed that. Maybe
0: this episode is like almost good because there's so many funny cable <laughs> Okay, But moments. then this this
1: scene that's about to happen reminds me of our high school X-Men parody Demon. Yes. We're we're <laughs> trying to like cross the river, which was not a river, it's just like a, a tiny little divot. And, and we your like the
0: character was like, I know the way, and just anyway, like,
1: and everybody had a different way of crossing it. So that's about where we're about to watch. We'll we'll' he jumps up and he like claws across the ceiling and then like
0: piece like flips everybody over, like carrying everybody. Uh, yeah, and
1: then Cable, like, does some, like, fucking, like, wall-jumping shit, and then Xavier just floats over in his chair, and it's really funny. Yeah. And so I then, like,
0: Cable goes, thanks, I don't know how I missed that one before, and Beast is like, apparently, Apocalypse will make a few alterations in the next 5,000 years. Yeah, yeah. And so then Gambit and Stormer keep continue to fight the Horsemen outside, and then there's like a two minute fight scene. I don't care about it. The Horsemen go back inside the pyramid, which kind of matters because then they start fighting everybody inside. And so then the Horsemen are like attacking Logan and everybody and the rest of them. There's and also Cable like fifty different doors. There are, and so Cable aims his gun at the Horsemen, but he misses every single shot for some reason. Logan <laughs> Logan and Death fight, which is pretty ironic. I wrote that down. I assume it's Death because it's the the Skull Horseman and so Probably. then Cable and Logan run into each other and Cable's like I told you I knew where the booby traps were and I have no idea what that line meant in context I at don't
1: all. either because he was just saying that he was that.
0: just saying but it but then for Logan, no Logan also wasn't
1: having any of it he's like uh, instead of being trapped in here for a thousand years which way do we go
0: yeah basically and so then Cable ends up getting knocked down by one of the horsemen and like gets kicked in the face essentially and is like knocked out and so then Logan walks over to him and he's like hey pal leave a few of them for us and but Cable is like already on the ground and he just yells the Lazarus chamber it's in there and points at this random door and yeah. Beast inspects Cable and is like nothing's broken but he's basically useless at this point and so Cyclops is like alright we'll pick him up on the way out okay but also there's like that line
1: where Beast <laughs> is punching the horseman and he just goes turns out punching people hurts and it's like thanks Beast <laughs>
0: is, like, figuring out how to fight over the course yeah, of the
1: like, I'm glad that he's finally figuring this out. No, he's Beast. He knows how to fight. He
0: should know how to fight, but in this episode, Beast is, like, kind of a dumbass for no reason. I don't reason. know. And then
1: Cyclops, like, Storm, and Gambit finally fucking show up. And they it's, finally like...
0: get into the Lazarus chamber, and Beast is, like, magnificent. The pyramid acts as a huge energy collector to regenerate Apocalypse as he sleeps. And we see Apocalypse sleeping in, like, a sarcophagus-type thing that looks like it's recharging him. And Logan is like, wait, I smell two rats in this barn and Xavier just goes something's wrong and then apocalypse starts laughing and turns into mystique who which, screams which i mean
1: honestly as soon as they walked in there i was like that's got to be mystique
0: yeah also this seemed so familiar to me did they do this in the live action movie or am I just they remembering didn't. seeing this they episode? They didn't because
1: Mystique was like a good guy at that point. Oh, those yeah, you're terrible right. fucking movies where they're like, I
0: just remember this episode because I like had such a strong memory. As soon as I saw her turning into apocalypse, I was just like, Oh yeah, I knew this. I like knew it was going to happen. And even the animation looked familiar, but anyway, it doesn't really matter. Hey so then-
1: Maddie, I have a question for you. Do you remember dark Phoenix, the movie?
0: No, not at all. I don't know. What okay. That is. Just checking.
1: All right. I keep moving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so then outside the room we see a, like this huge flash of light and cable shielding his eyes and like everybody's screaming and then cable goes xavier and he gets up and he's like wolverine cyclops and then he falls to his knees and he's like what happened and you just see like everyone's bodies on the ground and like and the room like, is dead. Yeah, and there's
1: a huge flash of light but then before we figure out what happens it cuts to apocalypse who's teleporting mystique and mystique literally goes what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like it seems like wh- <laughs> this what what happened? Like,
0: why did we leave? Like what's <laughs> going on right now?
1: Apocalypse
0: uh, just goes, The most important move of all the capture of the king, Professor Charles Xavier, and then there's a pan over to Xavier inside of one of his stupid tubes with all uh, the other psychics, and he's like dramatically sleeping beauty or like Snow White or whatever in the fucking tube, like turned over with his eyes closed. I don't know. It's a weird shit. I shot. don't know. And looks like a disney princess that's
1: the fucking end and also this guys i'm sorry this is gonna be a real short episode because there's just like no there's nothing
0: to fucking say okay i I
1: think i this is what i think you should do i think you should be like time for politics you play the music and you go there are no politics
0: i don't Okay.
1: There, I mean, there really isn't. I can't pull anything for this. I really, I tried. I don't know. It was a really fucking boring episode. Like it was. Like, I did. What is Apocalypse doing? What is Apocalypse? Apocalypse is
0: doing mostly. What I kept thinking throughout all of this is what we've already talked about, which is the fact that the live action movies just had to have been based on this shit and like it's too bad because i feel like there are probably age of apocalypse comics that are more interesting than this i don't know i this these episodes don't make any goddamn sense so i don't know why anything would be based on these but it also made me curious like if the comics were based in part on some of these episodes because i still don't know like when these scripts were written and that would explain why they make no sense If that's the case. I mean, I I agree.
1: I agree. But even still, it's just like... I mean, why did they think they needed four parts to do this? Were they really trying to amp things up? And it was kind of like... This whole episode was dedicated to them eventually capturing Professor Xavier, right?
0: Yeah. And I guess we'll find out what the politic is once we find out why he's kidnapping all these psychics. Like, we know why he's doing it in the fucking live action movie. So I guess it could be that in the comics apocalypse takes over and basically like leads an age of mutants being powerful and trying to kill humans. Like that's his motivations in the original age of apocalypse stories, but that's not what this is. Except, I guess in the next episode it could be revealed that that's his motivation. But for the moment, this is really tricky because like Apocalypse is doing all this shit, but we have no idea why, and none of the characters seem to know. I, I,
1: I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't the know. Only Usually, other
0: idea I have, and this isn't interesting at all, but it is kind of fun that. Cable describes how the government like destroys all time machines but still keeps one for itself because it's the same as nuclear disarmament which is technically from the last episode but we didn't address it then and that's oh, still no, we something that's still something that's the case in this episode where like even though they've gotten rid of all of this supposedly powerful tool that could take over the world the government is still actually secretly holding on to like one last time machine and therefore it's possible for Cable to break in and take it which could be good or bad in this case it's good because Cable is using it to stop Apocalypse but also the reason why he has to do that is because he was holding on to a time machine he wasn't supposed to fucking have. So, I don't know. I could go either way on the ethics of that, but it is kind I mean, of funny. I
1: could too. I, and it's interesting for you to bring that up because I hadn't even thought about that before. So that's, that's a good one. Usually I'm full of ideas during the politics section. It's I just tough. was fucking brain I mean, dead. This is not and you know what's what's funny everyone we have no character spotlight oh my
0: god listen people should just go back and listen to the episode where i talk about the ship because that was a really fun episode i'll it was it it was
1: but i i do enjoy what you came up with in terms of politics it was kind of a stretch but i well and not not the keeping like what would essentially be like a nuclear bomb hidden away somewhere but you know like
0: The the idea of a time machine being similar to a nuclear bomb makes sense, though, because it's like... It does. It does. If that existed in real life, it would be a fucking deal breaker. Like it would be crazy if you right. just had a I time mean, like, machine like that'd be that would change the entire world so that part at least seemed realistic to me so
1: basically what we're learning is that the government does weird sketchy shit doesn't tell anyone until you find it and then like it blows up i guess
0: yeah and it, we're also and then you blame apocalypse that the only people who have any power are rich people like warren worthington who can basically just do whatever they want and also like people like xavier who just have their own private militia the actual government is barely involved in this episode which is kind of surprising but i guess makes I, sense
1: you know no, that's a good point. I don't know. I, there's like nothing else happens. Nothing yep. happens, Maddie. They fight robots. What am I supposed to do with that? Like it's the fucking Terminator. I got it. <laughs> like that's all I got. Apocalypse I and the Terminator. Yeah.
0: Well, do we have any reader mail, or do we really? Are we really? We dumb? do. Okay, great. We do,
1: we do. But <laughs> first, we gotta rate the episode. uh One out of five X's.
0: I don't know. I'll give it a two for cable. I really all right. enjoyed a Fair lot. Enough. Of two,
1: two for cable. Two out of five. <laughs> I just
0: <laughs> it's not a good could ep. you
1: tell I was just not I was just not feeling this episode at all like I just I couldn't it was just like how many times are we gonna do this what I was like
0: I don't know I want to be done I'm sort, of, <laughs> I'm sort of curious about the next episode because at this point I just want to know what the fuck apocalypse is planning like genuinely I'm like just go ahead and tell me it's gonna be stupid yeah but you know what's gonna happen it's gonna be know. like
1: 15 minutes of them fighting, and then like five minutes of Apocalypse monologuing the plot finally.
0: I don't think the monologue is going to explain anything, though, based on past Apocalypse monologues. It's just, I mean, be that's him probably being, like, true. I thought a lot about this and. I have to go. And then, like, I,
1: <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I've thought a lot about this, but traveling through time still brings me no joy, even if I can kill the same people even and having over 16 and over.
0: psychics at my disposal hasn't fulfilled me emotionally, and I don't know. I'm still really sad, and I just have a lot to think about, guys. I'm working on a novel.
1: Anyway, <laughs> please go check my live journal. All right, anyway. So, yeah, that's that's, that's that. it. That Two is that. Five. Oh, wait, who's gay? The
0: X Men are fucking saber tooth like Uh,
1: it really is it's Wolverine
0: and saber tooth together because that
1: am I supposed to read that saber tooth is not I mean they've really amped him up on this show to be like super gay wrestler dude right like that's what they're going for
0: yeah, definitely. But also, that suck rocks pretty boy line was like about as sexual as this show gets, especially given that he was wearing that weird face mask while saying it I know. It uh, he's and like, said tied it to a Cyclops. Chair. It was like, why is this even a scene? Like, what is going on on this show? I don't
1: know. Sabretooth is like, blow me if you want an answer, bitch. And it was and like, Logan, okay. He's like
0: hovering outside the door, like, Cyclops isn't going to blow him, but I will. I mean, just, like, oh, it's like, it was just
1: on like the one, the one of those moments where, whatever Sabretooth is around, Wolverine stands in the shadow of waiting for Sabretooth to say his name or be like, man, I want to get versa. fucked right now. And then he walks in and he's like, I'm right here. Uh, I know.
0: Either of them is constantly waiting in the shadows for their turn to walk out and be like, I'm here. Ready to <laughs> fuck here. you, finally. Anyway, that I was glad that happened. I also thought it was funny that Cyclops, like, still just quietly in the background, is like, what about Sinister? Because, like, they're obsessed that with was, each other.
1: That, that was really funny, too. There was also that moment where Wolverine went to Cable and was like, oh, they're cute because they have have their past time that falls. yeah
0: because they're exes and they still kind of like each other and so there was that little moment where logan went over to cable who had like collapsed and was like hey leave some for us pal but mostly they were just mad at each other which i still enjoy yeah, pretty much um, but like
1: that's that's the extent of gayness in this i mean like everybody else was pretty like well, I wouldn't even say straight. There was, like, too many... There were too many fucking robots happening. That's what was happening.
0: Yeah, it was mostly just Cable fighting robots by himself for, like, a surprisingly I long agree. time. I agree. It was
1: just, like... It was, just went on for way too long. I understand it's a kid's show, and honestly, they probably are entertained by that. And, like, if you look back in the 80s, like, there were just, like, a lot of, like, action sequences and TV shows. So, honestly, at the time this came out, this wasn't that irregular um and they're clearly drawing from that because half of this episode looked like it fell out of fucking he-man so
0: yeah totally i don't know i guess i'll just also say like this is kind of a stretch but i did see it as kind of gay at the end when apocalypse was referring to xavier as his king and like prize and all that shit i was like this is kind of weird Yeah, well,
1: it was apocalypse standing there <laughs> being like xavier will be my king and yeah. i shall be the queen <laughs>
0: it felt that Way to me like, he hey, Mr. Sinister's like uh,
1: back off bitch that's my <laughs> yeah, role like
0: that's what's gonna be at the start of episode four is sinister like snapping his finger angrily and being like no bitch Xavier's mine and also so is Cyclops and also so are all the other psychics in the tubes and you have to go now oh but my I don't god know. I guess we'll find out when I we find
1: out what happened okay but also like that scene where Logan dragged Sabretooth into the war room and he was like amazing Sabretooth Sabretooth was still conscious but he was kind of like moaning he was like uh <laughs> uh, like Wuria just fucked his brains out.
0: I'm pretty sure you invented that, but I'm gonna uh, go with no. it and say that. that go happened. back, okay.
1: Well, if there if there are moons there, you could put it in the episode, or okay, you can great. flash forward and be like, Ryan was wrong.
0: <laughs> okay, I will do one or the other of those things, and that means I'm gonna have to rewatch the stupid episode in order to no, do uh, it. Well, so you, you can just rewatch
1: that two seconds of it, and then if Still it's there, we'll put a it. clip on the social Still media.
0: Still not worth it. Ryan was right. Sabretooth does moan sexually. Anyway, uh, Anyway, mail.
1: let's let's do some reader mail. So, our first reader mail comes in from Soren, who has written to us previously before. Yay,
0: Soren. And has always
1: offered us some great perspectives on I don't know, Everything, ripping apart the life. show, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So Soren writes, Dear and queer Maddie and Ryan, as always, let me preface this by saying that no matter what state my life is in, listening to the Mutant Ages is a consistent high point of my week. Thank you, Soren. That was cute. Um, While I'm with you on the idea that Apocalypse is generally too powerful to be compelling as a character or a plot driver, I think the rhetorical setup in Beyond Good and Evil Part 1 is an interesting deviation from what we've seen on the show thus far for Apocalypse. Which Mm. is true i agree with that true when cable tells them the world won't stomach his evil forever apocalypse replies evil i am not malevolent i am simply am this sort of echoes what god says when moses asks the burning bush who he should say sent him to the other israelites i am that i am okay clearly i don't read okay sorry you i can't don't read the this bible Maddie.
0: passages i know no am it's more, I am. no, it's, it's no i know this
1: quote. but i'm trying to read this but like a fucking <laughs> email like i like separated it so I like went to a different part of the email and I was like where's the rest of this <laughs> so anyway uh, God doesn't give a name or an explanation but by pointing to the fact of his mere existence implies that his existence alone is enough to justify both the name and his actions. Apocalypse seems to think of himself the same way as an omnipotent immortal godlike being outside of human understanding whose essence needs no justification this is the apocalypse we've known so far but the show makes it explicit in order to underscore what happens next um, I'm halfway through this email. Do you have any I thoughts this Maddie? so
0: far. I mean, I think it's interesting to compare Apocalypse to an uh, Old Testament God, because obviously Apocalypse sees himself as a God, but right. doesn't have the same motivations that even God is ascribed to have in the Bible. Like, even though God is mysterious in the Bible, sometimes motivations are ascribed to him. But Apocalypse right. is like a person, as far as we know, like I—I I don't know. It's just an interesting. Well, comparison. we don't know,
1: but it's—it is an interesting perspective in the uh, with the way that Apocalypse quotes himself. Well, the why, quotes I mean, that Apocalypse he says sees
0: himself. He's, as a right,
1: he's—he's preaching. He's preaching. He's preaching. He's preaching. Right? He's preaching and that's, yeah, no, that's uh, it thats a really interesting point. Continuing on, then Apocalypse starts thinking about Cable's claim that he'll never win, and he says, "Is it possible you are correct, mutant? I've been battling your kind for thousands of years. I ought to have triumphed long ago." We already knew that Apocalypse was the most powerful mutant alive, which is not the same as Omnipotent, and he was never Omnipotent because he couldn't travel through time until he stole Cable's cube.
0: True, and we find out later that he's not even uh, right. able to live forever. Which,
1: was, which is interesting because we're reading this email like right before, well, as we watch this episode. Right. We see Apocalypse's certainty of his godhood start to crack, which is kind of funny, given that it took someone who claimed to be so powerful for more than 3,000 years to figure out that if he's so powerful, he should have won all (laughs) But what is winning to a god? Apocalypse is normally so boring because he's a megalomaniac whose delusions of grandeur are not necessarily delusions. In this case, however, a megalomaniac with some self-awareness starts to pose some interesting questions about the nature of power and perspective or at least I think there's that potential. I'm not saying the show intentionally had that implication or they'll actually do anything interesting with it, but that's one way you could read it. Separately, I like Ryan's point about how the Nasty Boys could be seen as queers who are unable to pass the foil to the generally more respectable X-Men, that's why they're so fun. They're the versions of ourselves <laughs> that would just say fuck it and embellish our queerness in the face of heteronoma- heteronormative society. Every time I trip over it and even like like I can say it, it if you
0: You said megalomaniacal like five times in that I,
1: I am one of those people <laughs> that could say those words, but then when I'm reading them like off the thing, I'm like <clears throat> anyway. Um rather than trying to become palatable to the mainstream culture, Uh, reply your question about which one is a favorite i have to say gorgeous george because imagine being able to change imagine being able to size your body up or down to take any dick or whatever (laughs) at any time without a problem i mean honestly (laughs) yes i don't get to that in a moment uh (laughs) but looking forward to the rest of the four-parter in the train wreck of the fifth season see you next time soren uh first of all yes i gorgeous george could just like change the size of his asshole and that would be and great because of
0: his own dick Duh. i mean i
1: mean honestly like like anal is great but like it does take like a little time to like work <laughs> to it up and ready. gorgeous george could just like <laughs> sit there like open it up and it's like here we go yeah like and he then change also, the size while you're in there, like you know. He could
0: also like make his dick ribbed for his partner's pleasure,
1: etc. I mean, honestly, this is how he got his promotion with Mister Sinister. It's because Ruckus, be. like it's gotta Ruckus, be. used to be on on top there because he was also, like, I could use. Well, Ruckus is like, I can use my mouth or whatever, and George is like, Well, I can change my butthole, so fuck <laughs> you then. Also,
0: if you have sex with Ruckus, he's gonna start screaming in pleasure and kill you. So, like, <laughs> why would you even want that? Anyway. <laughs> Oh my right. God. It sucks I don't know. Basically is basically what well, this like is. Well, B- like
1: Banshee said, you don't want to hear him sing. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, so okay, so I, really I do like, like
0: this analysis though of Apocalypse. I mean, we hate his existential crisis because we hate him, but I really, I think Soren is doing a better job at like pulling our weight on the politics section this week than even we could do. Because I
1: think we're just done with this. Like, we're fucking four-parter. tired,
0: Soren. But you wrote a great email, and I I agree with your points. And I feel like this is a this is a more interesting depiction of Apocalypse than we've seen so far. I will definitely give the show that much credit just because they've shown him how having doubts about himself and we haven't really seen that yet like
1: we didn't know like he could have doubts about himself but like or even
0: that he could fail like he's admitting now like wow i've been alive for thousands of years i still haven't managed to fucking beat the x-men that's sad like that's interesting because it's like finally he's fucking something up but he also still has access to this fucking life regenerating chamber and now he has Gable's cube so it's like he's just being annoying again. Like in this episode, he's just back to being like, it's all according to my plan. He's literally fucking talking to a wall,
1: which is also like a TV time portal door to time travel. I forgot
0: to even say it, but like at the end, we see him sticking his hands into the control panel, which is the thing that Bishop saw at the beginning of the episode. But I don't know why and I don't care. Like, it's just like, who cares? Like, I don't know what anything in this episode means yet. I'm probably going to find out in the next episode, but I might not because I didn't even understand the Lazarus Chamber thing before. That wasn't even clear until this episode, and I'm pretty yeah, I sure know. it was supposed to be before.
1: So, I, I agree. I think they're I don't know, maybe there wasn't a lot of communication happening, or they were like rushing. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, just I mean, kind of like. I,
0: I, I can't help but notice that almost every single one of the episodes in this four-part is written by a different person. I'll check on that when I'm uh, editing the app to be sure I'm right, but I'm pretty sure they've all been written by different people, which at least suggest to me that there isn't as much communication as there could be. Okay, so I was actually right about this. Each episode of this four-parter is written by a different person. Obviously, they work with a team of writers here. Different people contributed, but... Each of the four lead writers was a different person. Also, we try not to diss any specific writers by name, but it's maybe worth noting that at least one of these episodes was also written by somebody who happened to write some of the other episodes that we haven't liked that much on this show. We like a lot of the show, but, you know, there's obviously some writers that we just aren't as much of a fan of, and if you really want to do your IMDb research, you can figure out which writers they are. (laughs) But there's no need for that. Anyway, back to the show
1: well also what we've learned is that season four's production was like fucking all over the place where the other seasons were not
0: I mean that I mean, did start happening in season three like I would say the I would say the production problems clearly started in season three and they've just continued and then season right. five we already know is going to be a shit show like the right, animation is right. going to be bad none of the plot lines are going to be things they planned for and
1: nothing nothing against the production team of this the staff I think they were just handed like a really shitty situation where they are like the animation wasn't being finished in time and also whoever was like product telling the producer was like you have to produce this by this time and like they didn't know if they were getting canceled a lot so they were like what do we fucking do so yeah. i mean in a way i do feel for them i do think that it's a yeah. tough situation to be in i also um, you think know, it's I, cool
0: I, that like they basically invented some of these plot lines from scratch and like inspired the comics like one man's worth were some silly episodes but i still think it's cool that they came up with like a completely I original agree. story that actually did inspire some comics and most of that story made sense for the characters I it, agree, and it, it inspired Bishop saying time travel is real.
1: Which <laughs> I know, which is great. Important part of uh, we character? need to take some of our quotes, and we really need to turn them into t-shirts. <laughs> that being that. one of we them. We got to
0: do that. got to do that. Anyway, but going
1: back to like the production, I am going to say, from my personal experience, um, for everybody who doesn't know this already, Maddie and I have been writing like a tv show since we were in like middle school we've I gone mean, back and we've done it we, we, so it's called gino we put like a pilot a on pilot youtube
0: for it right
1: and but i've written like nine seasons at this point but every single time you get to the end of the season you're kind of like okay so are we signing this to up to end or not but since it's something we're writing for personal fun at this point it's probably gonna like end It'll with the day end. that i die <laughs> like you know what i mean like but like i can understand like when you get to that point and like When I'm sitting there taking my time with Gino, like, I'm like, okay, I can like sit here and write it out to be as perfect as I want. And maybe someday we'll produce this or pitch it to somebody that will want to make it. Probably not because I don't want to sell Gino. Uh, And I just remember, like, when you get there, like, you take the time to clean it up. But when you're working for an actual TV show, 90% of the time, it's like you're given these deadlines. And it's like suddenly they'll be like, you can't make anything else. Like, finish it up in like three weeks. And like, suddenly you just have to like end your whole fucking series and wrap everything up. And so. I understand how fucking difficult that must be, and I think that's what we're running into here, because it rings very similar to the end of season two of Young Justice, when at the time we thought that was the end of the show, and they get they were given very short notice to finish the show, and we got internally these terrible last two episodes, and that's what I feel like this was, but then they ended up getting renewed for another season, so it's just a weird production yeah. shit show up. You it is know? weird
0: and I, I feel like it happens less now sometimes because like social media exists for better or worse and people can sort of rally others to come right. to their cause and be like hey if you love this show you want it to continue like or maybe like another network will pick it up like sometimes like Hulu or Netflix or something or whatever other networks will just be like hey we're going to do the next season even though it's been yeah. cancelled elsewhere like that's right. happened a few times but back in the day like in the 90s there was no recourse for something like that. You had the studios system. And that was it. Like if they didn't want to continue your show, that was that you weren't yep, gonna continue it pretty or, much and in this case randomly if they just threw another season at you if you had nothing fucking planned you had to make it anyway well, you just had okay to so, like, so okay. but
1: and also like i think this is kind of a situation we're gonna see going in season five where season five is a radically different season four but i'm just gonna go i'm gonna i'm gonna display my gay card for a second here we're gonna talk about <laughs> the very end of golden girls which it doesn't matter if you're gay or straight everybody loves golden girls but the very end of like golden girls it ends with like dorothy leaving and like everybody stays behind but then there was like another weird additional season called golden palace that was just like not the Golden Girls. I mean, it was, but it wasn't. But it's like, the, like, it feels like the Golden Girls, but it doesn't look like the Golden Girls. And that's okay. like what's happening with X-Men, the animated series. So that's what so, season
0: five is going to be. It's going to be the Golden Palace to X-Men. Tina it's it, going to be like
1: the, the X-Men Palace, maybe. But okay, you know,
0: great. that's what we can call it. We can call it Jubilee's Palace when we get there. We'll, that's
1: the Jubilee's Palace. We'll see Finally, we... she gets to do something. let's I mean, be, okay, be real. Way, it's going to be like Xavier's Palace. The only person who's going to left is like, it's got to be the most interesting character so i, I guess don't like wolverine's gone
0: xavier's palace even though that's probably accurate but also just by the way jubilee still not annoying still barely in the show still i i th- don't th- know th- what the th- fuck I, anyone was talking people,
1: about on that. I, I you know what i wonder if people remember jubilee's Fairy Tale theater and it just have gotten hooked on it because that is legitimately a horrible episode well we'll but, get
0: there when we get there we'll get
1: okay, there yeah yeah we well there. we get there it's coming in <laughs> season five everyone all right so uh another email uh comes from gary who writes Hey, Maddie and Ryan, I thought of a game that might be fun to cross with the X-Men universe. Of all the X-Men universe characters, fuck, marry, or kill. Uh, (laughs) Some special rules to make it a little bit more interesting. Xavier is already dead. Otherwise, that choice gets wasted on him. Uh, The one you choose to fuck is a mind-blowing one-off experience, but you can never hook up again. Uh, Your marriage doesn't have to be monogamous, but your relationship is rock solid, and you never separate because of comics drama and everyone you don't pick knows that you made these choices and more importantly you did not pick them uh, hope this is more fun than heart-wrenching enjoy. This is basically Warcraft Valley, right? <laughs> I
0: know, right? Wait, so do you have an answer prepared? Because I feel like I need to think about this I one. don't,
1: and I read this in advance, but hold on. I I'm feel gonna...
0: like I would marry Storm. That seems pretty obvious to I me. I feel like... But the choice I mean, of who to fuck is tough. I'm I'm sort of vacillating between Gambit and Wolverine in my Okay, head. but first
1: of all, but see, see, it's like, if you're marrying somebody, you're still fucking them. So really, you get to well, fuck that... somebody twice in this situation. But well, of course. But, what we're... but
0: this is like who's the person who you don't necessarily want to marry, but you just want to have one mind blowing sexual experience with. And like Gambit has got to be on the top 10 of that somewhere. I don't know who else is on the list. I've, I haven't thought that far ahead. Emma. I don't know. She could like go in your mind and stuff.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I feel like if I had to marry somebody, I it's me. And I feel like Wolverine would be the one I really do. Because like, I've got a type and like, also like I love I Logan, just,
0: but I wouldn't want to marry him. But I get why you would choose that. I mean, right?
1: But like, it's interesting to me because in Warcraft Valley, okay, so we have another podcast called Warcraft Valley, in which Katie and I are reading, and uh all the old fan fictions that Maddie, Katie, and I wrote in when we were like kids many of them X
0: Men related. And,
1: yes, and, and and many of them, and it just becomes an X Men fan fiction. So we're in the X Men fan fiction.
0: Insert- Character. Characters, so like, fucking ca- Ryan all the characters. a self insert character who dates Tony Stark, dates Iceman. I dates know, a but few he, different but, characters. But
1: that character marries Iceman, and that's the character who I would have chosen back, back then. then. Yeah. And I, I'm still like, it's like a good toss up between Wolverine and Iceman. It really, really is.
0: Well, I guess, well, who you are going to fuck, though? I mean,.
1: <laughs> okay, I mean like I guess it could be one of them. I, so I'm just gonna go ahead and say I'm gonna marry Wolverine because our our listeners know like yeah, I think like our listeners would even, be disappointed I think part of if this I, I did maturity
0: say that. Okay, you've matured into a person who doesn't yes. necessarily yeah, yeah, want to yeah, Exactly.
1: Also, I'm gonna put it out there, but I am a monogamous gay, so I would not be fucking around on the side. Like I'm one of, those, also one of those
0: monogamous, so I would be go. interested in fucking You're around. You're also monogamous
1: gay. Good girl. what uh, is why did I say good girl? Good girl, good job. <laughs>
0: It's just the way I am. It has nothing to do with being good or not.
1: I I don't know who I would fuck. All right, so who well, you said you would you would marry Storm? I would marry I Wolverine. Marry Those are- Storm.
0: I'm trying to think of who the fuckiest X Men are. Emma would be fun, probably just once. She'd be terrifying to marry I,
1: but if it, no it'd be like a mind blowing experience I'm like I I'm, probably would be I, I'm going back and Mr. forth
0: sinister no I don't
1: I that listen I don't want to get fucked by Mr. sinister because I like I have massive respect for the bondage community and like I've done a little bit here and there but like it is not, it's not necessarily for me like I don't want to be tied <laughs> up and in like ha- uh, tortured like I that's just not my sure. thing
0: also Mr. Sinister would not respect your safe words he's not a good bondage partner He's no, fucking Mr. he's Sinister. not. He wouldn't do that. You trick. know what I'm gonna
1: do? I'm gonna take out my top twenty list because I'm sure that's influenced my uh, choices in the long run.
0: Okay. Well, in the meantime, I think I would probably kill Apocalypse just because we've been talking just he's about so, fucking so annoying. Much, like, he's so annoying. And also, it's a good deed to kill him. Like killing Xavier, sure, but like if you kill Apocalypse you're fucking getting rid of apocalypse so yeah that's kind of a no-brainer i mean i guess this fuck Mary, kill game takes place in the universe where the x-men are real so i may as well like use my powers for good i guess my mutant right. power is the I power mean, to kill yeah. one person on the planet and that person could be one of the most powerful mutants in the world yeah i'm gonna kill apocalypse why not
1: i mean I a part of me wants to kill cassandra nova just because she's so Ooh. fucking horrible but i feel like she's like still not the most evil piece of shit on that sh- in the x-men universe and i'm trying to really think of like like, a character who is really annoying to me or a villain that i just like oh my god they need to die but honestly the thing is with the x-men universe like even like a, a character like senator kelly you're like oh yeah let's clearly kill him but like he's a character who comes around eventually and right. sees it from the other perspective so that's actually really an interesting twist i mean gyric and trask just want to straight up kill people but they're really entertaining to watch which is not like i don't want to be sitting here watching these two like bros like jerk off about how they're going to kill like a class of people but, like, at the same time, they're wildly entertaining to watch on this show, so I don't really want to kill them either. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, it's tough because it's, like, are we I imagining- mean, by killing...
1: But see, the thing is, like, by killing them, it's like, oh, we'll stop the Sentinels, but no, Cassandra Nova then also... Exactly. ...gets all the, like, which, you know what I mean? It's, like, which, what is... I don't what know. What are you going
0: to do? I mean, even if you if you kill anybody, you can't really... Just as Beast said in this episode, evil always rises again. Oh
1: my god. <laughs> and it's like really funny. I can't even think of like a, a, a good guy character that'd be like, wow, they're really fucking annoying. I just wish they weren't in the X-Men universe. You know, like.
0: Well, this was a very difficult email. I think come, we've done I, our I mean, best.
1: I, 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 I'm going to come back to it. Just let me figure out who I'm going to fuck first, and then we can figure out who I'm going to kill afterwards. Yeah, Ryan, right, like, are you
0: going to make <laughs> Ryan's top 10 fuck list? Didn't you make that at some point I feel oh like i did. did
1: we read it on the show but did i don't we know already
0: solved this and wasn't wolverine at the top anyway uh, he whatever. was hold on
1: hold on let me see if i can <laughs> find it because like uh ryan's fuck list yep uh, yeah wolverine was at the top <laughs>
0: <laughs> who were the other ones on it
1: I, we, we don't need to read them all again no, but you don't. I, I
0: just i whatever I, I, so
1: like i'm I'm sitting here and i was like would i want to fuck nightcrawler and I was like no i feel like nightcrawler is like a really good boyfriend and i don't i feel, I, I feel like,
0: like nightcrawler would be the answer of, of who you could marry that he would not be a bad answer to that question
1: no he he's actually probably one of the better answers for that um okay so if i had to fuck somebody it comes down to two characters i think a one night stand with magneto would be really fucking hot but like like really like aggressive but hot and sexy and but the, like you wouldn't want to stick around with magneto because he's got like
0: he's got issues
1: like he's also like afterwards he's like now he's we like, have I to kill all humans <laughs> yeah.
0: well, no, he's, like,
1: you know what i mean yeah, we like
0: have to kill a bunch of people that's like the only way but uh, like, honestly magneto, i gotta go honestly like okay but here. here's the
1: thing i think i think if it came down to the person i'd fuck one time and it'd be fucking amazing like balls to the walls it would probably be cable because like
0: oh wow i yeah. feel like
1: he would be really hot but like cable is totally fucking like not reliable you know what i mean like <laughs> oh, he's yeah, not somebody you would want to be in a relationship he's fucking leaves you to go like he fucking left his son to die he's like don't worry i'll time travel back to a time when he's alive yeah. And fix it. And it's I like mean, Cable would
0: do that like in your relationship though. Like he Cable would like accidentally melt something in the microwave and be like, "I'm going to time travel back and get it before I do this." And just fucking
1: leave it there. You know, I fucking fucked up this hot pocket, so I'm going to change of all of time and erase everything to make it happen. Yeah, so. Cable
0: would be an annoying But husband. also I think
1: he would be fucking amazing in bed, right? Like I yeah, feel like no, he no, would be right. really He's fucking very good in bed.
0: Passionate and you know, he could like time travel a million times to do it again. I, if I, he You know, I
1: honestly feel like this is what I... Now that I'm describing it, I feel like this explains all of Deadpool's p- feelings for Cable, where he's like, I really want to be with Cable and fuck him, but like, I understand like what that and, like, entails. They
0: want to date, you know? I mean, dating yeah, Cable. Right? But also it's Deadpool. Like, What even are his standards for dating anyway? Like, whatever. It's fine. I think we did it. I think we answered the question. Well,
1: we have to figure out who we want to kill. Did you decide? I don't I remember. I
0: already said. I already said I'm going to kill Apocalypse. Are you going to kill Cassandra Nova?
1: I, I think that's probably the way i'm gonna go because i can't like i'm trying to think if there's like a really fucking like is it I mean, hasn't you there been a character on this show phoenix. that I'm,
0: you could kill the dark no Phoenix's i like the
1: phoenix she's great <laughs> she can do what she wants
0: <laughs> all right all i don't right.
1: know i i feel like cassandra nova would be like the most logical way to go yeah
0: it makes sense to me the,
1: i mean it really is i just i can't even think of like a character that i find like o- annoying enough even on this show like all the villains on this show have been honestly like you kind of feel for them a little bit
0: yeah i get it and yeah, i already picked apocalypse and you're not gonna steal my vote so
1: no i'm not gonna do that apocalypse (laughs) is all right so i'm gonna go with cassandra nova just because she's like like that she's just i the reason why cassandra nova needs to die is that she just while she presents a really interesting like perspective She's just like fucking. She's like apocalypse. She's like I'm just gonna kill everyone. And like my my reasoning for it is that it's like fuck everyone. Which I mean, I guess like sure. Yeah, which I don't is kind
0: of fair. I don't know. Maybe I'm sympathetic to apocalypse now after Soren's email. Just kidding. I don't I'm still not. So.
1: Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I like how that was so difficult for me and I had time to prep unlike you and yeah, I was still thing
0: like, and I still managed to come up with a storm Emma Frost and Apocalypse combo out of thin well I think I think as air. soon as
1: you said who you're gonna bury Maddie was just like storm well
0: that one was easy but coming up with who to fuck wasn't that easy I don't have a top 10 fuck list. I agree. which speaking of which I guess I should make one because there is also still a part of me that's like mystique should be on the list like that'd be pretty incredible too okay
1: well I did like a top 10 fuck list so you could send that to the mutant at gmail.com and everyone could Tell us their top ten fuck list of the X-Men and send it to the mutinations at Gmail. Dot com.
0: they could play this fuck Mary Kill game for themselves
1: because oh, that could and be fun to Send too. it to us? Yeah, please please send it to us. Do okay That'd so the mail is at the G- at the mutant is at gmail.com and we will read it, read it on this show this this show right here so yeah
0: are we at the plug section or is there more reader mail left
1: well no that's the end of the read mail and i just went ahead and started plugging so here we are
0: here we are so we also have a youtube channel where we do let's plays of x-men games at and the and you ages. can see us
1: reacting to that demon show that that x-men parody that we made in our teens we posted that up there and it's reacted to it which we talked funny. about it earlier on this show so and you, you should can see watch th- that yeah, you could see us, like, try to, like, get over the river, which is, like... I, is there even fucking water there? I don't think I there don't is. I don't
0: think there is. There's also, if you scroll way back, I think the Geno pilot is still on that channel, so, like, if oh, yeah. you wanted no, that's to know what the too. heck we were talking about there, you could scroll way down the archives and see that, and a bunch of other yep. funny videos, mostly X-Men-related videos. And also, there.
1: we were talking about X-Men Apocalypse the movie, and Maddie and I sat down and rewrote that into a watchable movie, which we, we also did. put up on YouTube. did. We did
0: do that. That's true. We did that. Um, so, in addition to YouTube, we have all the social medias we've got: Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, and of course Twitter, which we use the most. At the Mutant and now, Mages. Pinterest. Oh, we have a Pinterest now. Yeah. I start
1: I started posting photo- pictures there because people go on Pinterest and they click things and take them to other websites. And I was like, maybe I should be doing that with the Mutant Ages marketing expert, Ryan. <laughs> like, you know, so. I
0: appreciate it. I appreciate that you're doing that. So we're also individually on Twitter. I'm at Mitty Myers.
1: And I'm at Ryan Pagella. If you see Mr. Sinister, you've come to the right place until eventually I change it for Mr. Sinister. You know what's really funny? I made that like, okay, so you Two know, on Twitter, Twitter yeah. like does their thing where they dress up their Twitter names into like, like spooky versions, and I just changed it to Mr. Sinister and never changed it again. Yeah, you
0: changed it for Halloween like two or three years ago. Like, we made right. a joke about it on this show, I think, and then you did it. And it's just been Mr. Sinister ever since then. I
1: just like have embraced, like, that's who I am on the inside. No, I don't know. I really am not. I think Mr. Sinister is like the dream role to play in a movie or a TV show if I had the opportunity. Someday
0: like, you will. No, you won't. Oh, okay. Unless well, hit me will. up, Marvel.
1: Everybody start a petition for that. Well, there's already a <laughs> petition a out petition? there for that. And now that it's owned by petition? Disney, let's get that over to them
0: yeah we gotta send over the petition with all five signatures or whatever the fuck we managed I to get I didn't
1: start the petition somebody else did like yeah. one of our listeners I think it might have been I don't remember I think it, it was Drake but like one of our like... listeners
0: that started it anyway speaking of our wonderful listeners we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash ages, and people can support us there and we're a totally fan supported show we obviously don't have ads or anything so any income that we get to pay off anything that we do right. is just and if you y'all. want to keep
1: ads out of this show this is that's <laughs> a good Though way to we do it. Actually-
0: advertisers clamoring <laughs> to be on this fucking x-rated x-men show but well bi-
1: somebody could like bishop could appear and be like bishop would just show up and be like time travel is real also i want to sponsor you
0: <laughs> yeah bishop keeps trying to sponsor us and if you want bishop to not sponsor the show then you need i don't know where i'm going this, right so but, but also on the, uh, money.
1: <laughs> yes but oh great uh but on the Patreon, you could get uh fun things like we put show notes up on there we put special behind the scenes videos especially if we recorded something in person mm-hmm. um sometimes put bloopers up there but we also put up extra podcasts especially when we see the Mar- marvel movies or any superhero movie we kind of yeah. sit down and we're like let's discuss this like
0: unfortunately we did see that live action dark phoenix movie so if you want to pay a little extra money you can listen to i was talking about that with katie for an hour or longer than that.
1: oh my god i know katie's from the warcraft valley podcast which we haven't released an episode in a while but we'll get there eventually and
0: there's archives and they're fun to listen to if you want to hear about x-men fanfics yeah so, yeah that. yep what did we forget anything most importantly
1: please leave us a review if you use itunes whatever you use leave us a review if you don't want to like write us anything that's totally understandable what you can do is leave a star rating because that helps increase our visibility to other people
0: and if you've listened for this long you're probably gonna leave a five star right you're probably just gonna go ahead and tap that five star i hope come on yeah
1: give me a hot tap baby um give me a star tap baby and uh it increases our visibility and that's really hugely important but most importantly if you enjoy the show tell your friends because yeah, that word of mouth buds. goes a long way
0: tell your friends about the gay x-men show that you listen to make sure to. to
1: tell them that time travel is real also
0: no oh, well yeah i mean they'll find out from this show but also that Xavier's a piece of
1: shit what's the other one we keep quoting it's that in time travel is real and my memories that's <laughs> it okay there we go i'm like what are our quotes i got them down We've been doing this for two years. So you think I would have them, like, ready to go, at any give them one in time. Well,
0: now we do. And you know what the final quote is? We'll see you see next you time. See you next time. Call us, Wolverine. The new time.